something about Plato and how it can relate to our government today? Well, stay tuned for Star Style, Beauty Star You Are, with Sophia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are, the star you are. Guys, have you ever been confused in the area of dating and relationships? Have you ever tried to apply dating and relationship tips you've read in newspapers or seen on talk shows only to find out they don't work? Are you sick of men bashing in today's society? We have a show just for you. Doc Love has immersed himself in the study of women and has been featured in major media outlets such as Time and Fox. Finally, a man-friendly show with coaching that actually works. Don't miss the Doc Love Show, Understanding Women for Men Only, Sunday mornings on World Talk Radio. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be on the air, behind the mic? Are you an expert in your field or just passionate about a particular topic? Then World Talk Radio has a place for you. You could host your own professional show and share your message with the world. World Talk Radio is producing a new fall lineup and is interested in hearing your show ideas. Let us help you start your own radio show today from anywhere in the world. Call right now to find out how you can become a host. It's easier than you think. Call 858-836-0164 or email us at newshows at worldtalkradio.com. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. To speak with our show hosts or guests during the live show, call us toll-free in North America, 888-514-2100. Everywhere else, call 001-858-268-3068. Never give up. Hello, party partners, and welcome to Radio's Finest Hour of Power Star Style. Be the star you are. We are a program of book talk, and we keep it positive, upbeat, and fun. We interview authors and experts every week that help you excel in your life for more success. This is our T for Two, a mother-daughter brew segment, and I am your co-host, Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are always thrilled to be your personal growth success coaches right here on the airwaves. So get ready to pump that energy. We are a show about following your heart, living your dream, and bubbling with enthusiasm. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. For more information on a phone or private consultation, please call 925-377-7827. And the miracle moment is, clever people find ways to shine right where they are. Alan Cohen said that, followed by those who bring sunshine into the lives of others cannot keep it from themselves. And that is from James Matthew Barry. He's the author I of Peter Pan. Love I thought that, that fit you so perfectly, Heather. Uh, <laughs> you sunshine into the lives of everyone. <laughs> you are Miss Sunshine herself. And well, today we are going to be talking about Plato and the anatomy analogy of the cave and how it relates. Allegory of the, the cave. allegory. Sorry, um, allegory of the cave and how it relates to our government. And in uh, segment two, it's going to be how to be a mom writer. And in our third segment, we're going to be looking at the elusive and alluring force that beckons us forth to passionate engagement with the world. And it shows us how our sense of love is often linked to something far greater than ourselves. Trebby Johnson, author of The World is a Waiting Lover, will be with us. So stay tuned for that. Our purpose in providing you this radio program is to communicate to you that you possess everything you need to be the producer's, writer's, director, and star of your life. Heather always gives out the rules. We want you to smile, 
have fun and be willing to be wild and crazy. Yeah, <laughs> think like a tree. You know, spread your branches, go out of the limbs, take a risk. That's where the fruit are. Remember to dig your roots deep and enjoy the view. I love all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, too, to be a reader. To be a leader, you must be a reader, so we hope that you're reading a lot of good books. Especially well, ones written by Cynthia Bryant. Yes, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Be the star you are. Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, The Business of Show Business, and Miracle Moments. And just keep in mind that the show is brought to the airwaves through the charity of Be the Star You Are. The website's www.bethestarur.org, and all contributions and support are welcome. We're looking for sponsors for the show, and we'll do a great job for you. So get in contact with us, 925-377-7827, or toll-free, 877-944-STAR. Well, recently Heather has switched majors from being a theater arts communications with an emphasis in performance to broadcast media and journalism while keeping her minor in the theater arts communication. Because of this, we thought it would be rather interesting to focus each week on some of the really fabulously interesting topics she is studying at the university so that we can all learn something new, especially me. I love it. I love I, <laughs> Everyone I can go back to college now and then. I know, you do. And I just remember one of my greatest things was when I was in college and being the first person in my family to ever go to college, mm-hmm. my dad was always so excited when I would talk to him about anything that I was learning because he just, just was an avid book reader as I was and he was self-taught. And he just wanted to participate, and I feel that same way with Heather. So what a perfect opportunity, Heather, that you can not only uh-huh. share with me, but with all our millions of listeners. So today exactly. you are comparing Plato's work, especially the allegory of the cave, to the effectiveness of government. So take it away, Heather. Let's start. Well, I kind of would call this segment, you know, Poli-Sci 101, which would be political science. And we all know Plato um, was a student of Socrates, which both are fabulous philosophers, which so much of our reasoning today and our government is based off of. And once Socrates passed on, Plato really wanted to have the establishment of Socrates in his writing. So often he uses Socrates as the teacher in his writing and creates a dialogue for him, even though these aren't the words that Socrates actually said. But it kind of gives it clout by having a famous for having someone that is already well-respected say your lines. It makes it appear as though they really said it. And two of the most important things that have really shaped um, our democratic nation is the Republic and the Allegory of the Cave. And something, the Allegory, it much reminds me very much of Shakespeare. When If you read it in plain text, you're going to be so confused, not really understand. But if you kind of buy the cliff notes of it and you read it kind of trans, um, translated, you re- it really connects you and you're, oh, I get this. And you see there's so much symbolism and just stuff that lasts throughout the ages that it never, it's still continuous and has an application in today's society well, all the time. Give us a little bit of and, a rundown of what's in the allegory. Well, the, the allegory of the cave, basically what it is, is that there, what if there was a society of people that since from a very young age, they were prisoners in a cave and prisoners to the mass. They were their hands and feet are tied to the walls, and they can only see right in front of them. And in front of, um, behind them is a fire, and so they see the shadows that move behind them. They see the reality when people would pass by this cave, um, if they were carrying things, the only images these people were able to see are the shadows, uh, the shadows of what these people are. So they presume that what these shadows are seeing is, in fact, reality. 
So they have no other idea. Everything they see, you know, is an obstrued um, conclusion of what reality is. So one day, one of the prisoners, what if one of the prisoners was to escape and, you know, go out and be into the light? And, you know, at first the light is going to blind his eyes, but this is going to be his first taste of actually seeing that these objects he saw, you know, that what he saw was not reality and that there's so much more out there. And, you know, what would be the reaction when he returned to the cave? Would other people, you know, be envious, be so excited to hear about what he'd seen, or would they believe what he saw to be false? And what ends up happening is, so this prisoner escapes, he sees, you know, he sees reality, he sees light, you know, and, and all these things. And at first, you know, his eyes are, it's hard to accept, he can't believe this. But then, you know, slowly he begins to accept these realities and is amazed by this and, and can't believe that what he had believed for so long to be truth was not. But the odd thing is when he comes back to the cave, um, the reaction of the prisoners, instead of them being just as curious and interested and, and want to escape as well, they they only say, well, your eyes must have been hurt from the sunlight. And kind of it, in how that applies in today's thing is really the essential point is that the prisoners in the cave, they're not seeing reality. They're only seeing a shadowy representation of it. And the importance of the allegory lies in that Plato's belief is that there is no invisible truth lying under the, I'm sorry, that there are um, invisible truths lying under the apparent surface of things, which only the most enlightening of us can grasp. And often, you know, the prisoners, in order for them, they, they resist the enlightenment at first, often how students, you know, resist education. But the real thing here that Plato was trying to express is that education is not a process of putting knowledge into our empty minds, but it's of making people realize that what they already know. And this notion of truth somehow is embedded in our minds, and we just need to live it up to its full potential. Well, wait and, a minute. I'm confused by that a little bit. So, yes. what, so uh, what they're saying is that Sometimes it's like the, the perception and the reality the are not out the same. here. Just like so many, how people are so set in their ways. If you know, it's really hard, you know, to tell a Democratic Republican thoughts and say, no, 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 like this is what I believe. You know, it's really hard to sway people, or or people, you know, and so much in the last hundred years, we've come so far in um, politics, as in you know, uh, gay rights, uh, racialism, you know, things. But, you know, back in the day, now, you know, everyone has this great opportunity to go to interracial schools. Back in 1950, that was never heard of. That people, that, you know, it was, it was consumed that these people were not, were inhuman in a way. And also, I'd like to say on that, that, um, Black History Month, February, everyone. But, um, you know, one thing that really what, what I'm trying to get out here, how it affects with, uh, politics is that, I think um, educational-wise, our society, especially my demographic, you know, the 18 to 24, we're really apathetic towards politics. We're not letting our voice be heard. If anyone recently saw the presidential State of the Union, um, there was a lot of things that were addressed in there that just recently, as I'm starting to get into politics, that really kind of hit a note on me. Um, President, and I'm not, you know, I'm only speaking here, just I'm just speaking I, you know, I hope well, some people agree, and I, point and I hope some people fine. disagree as well, because that's that's the beauty of this country. That's why we have the Bill of Rights, we have the Constitution, that we're able to express these notions. We have that freedom of speech, and everyone has the ability to disagree or agree with me. But something um, that that really hit me that that I was kind of stunned by, even more than what was said in there, 
was that uh, three out of four of the top um, broadcasting stations, so, you know, Fox, CBS, NBC, ABC, um, were airing, the only station not to be airing, you know, that blocked out their originally programmed schedules was Fox. And instead of airing the President's uh, State of the Union address, they they um, showed American Idol, and the really apathetic thing that got That's me really interesting, was, isn't it? Was that n- no, not that they showed it, was that it almost had a higher viewer rating. Oh yeah, I mean, I was it say, was no, almost seen by more. So well, because that's what television stations. does. They don't. Yeah. They only care yeah. about and the ratings. And they, what's happened today is that American Idol is a bigger well, draw. Well, well no, no, that's not. What I wasn't saying about the rating. I'm saying is that it got better. It's what that's really showing is not the station, the boo, you know, to poo-poo on the station. It's just really on our, our youth society. Why they should, these, the things that he was talking about was really affecting our nation for the better or for the worse. People should have turned into that to see that, you know, to find out what's going on in our country, to get, you know, to find out the educational wise of, you know, so they're up to date on the knowledge of it. And the, know, the that brings, with, I think, uh, another fascinating thought to mind is like Rosa Parks, Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of hoopla around at Rosa Parks indicating that in one day she changed a civil rights. But the reality was she had been really working for the NAACP for almost 10 years, really trying to change things. And more than that, it was her husband who got her involved in sticking up for what she believed in years before. And who knows who got him involved and so, of course, that's sort of the way we rewrite history, I guess, is the fact that we're saying everything happened in one day, but it really didn't. Mm-mm. You know, so I don't know if that... Well, exa- well know, like the, the allegory is, is if we only see what we want to see, so we're only seeing straight ahead as opposed to looking at the full picture. Exactly. And something that I'm, I'm just, you know, as I'm getting into this journalism major and finding out so much, you know, of of our participation in society and really, you know, and it applies to so many, you know, everything connects so well. The Really the, the key to society, the key to school, the key to success, it's all through communication. And, you know, whether, you know, if we're communicating, communication has so many different levels, you know, interpersonal, subtext, uh, responsive, uh, retrieving, receiving, all these great things. And I think the hard thing for me, I'm so hard grasping right now with the, uh, the politics-wise, and especially with my demographic, how I want people to be getting out there, making their voice heard, is we are in this society of convenience. We want it, we want it fast, we want it now. And why, you know... And we want it yesterday. yesterday. Exactly, exactly. And, and <laughs> we don't want it now, we want it yesterday. Turning, yeah. Why they weren't turning in is people, they feel like, how is this going to affect me? I know... On campus right now at my school, we're having a referendum. They tried, they're trying to build a new facility, and it keeps getting denied, keeps getting denied, because in order to build this facility, they're going to have to raise um, our school tuition. And the, the new complex that they want to build won't be done until 2010 or 2012. And so all these kids that are graduating this year say, I'm not going to, you know, vote, you know, or graduating before it will be built. Say, I, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay more money to have something that I won't even get to use. And really, you know, it's for future generations, but it's that kind of mindset. People, they feel if they're going to do something, they want a, a result right then and right there. So they're getting really apathetic towards voting and getting, oh, well, you know, I'm, my voice isn't going to be heard. You know, why, my little views aren't going to do anything. 
And, you know, really it's that, that the whole thing that one person makes a difference. It's the same, you know, if one person gets out there, their voice is heard. If one person says, I'm not going to do this, how many other one people are not going to do this? It begins to add up in so many situations where people win or lose an election or, or any kind of voting pass thing. It's by the very few, the very marginal. We all remember back in 2002, when it was uh, the Gore, uh, yeah, the Gore and Bush thing. Well, exactly. It was just such it a very so small close. minority. It so close. And it's just a few people, you know, really, it isn't that they need to play to the masses. They need to play to the minorities of things. And so many people are, we are all the minorities. And so it's really, you know, just to get out there and get your voice heard, to get educated on the thing is what people are so, why I think it applies so much with the allegory and the republic is, that everyone has this limited perspective and you know it's it's ignorance that we need we need to get we need to be educated on these um on these ideas so that we can so that we can voice our opinions and we're not easily swayed so that we're so many people when they first begin in politics they you know I remember when I before before I voted I always figured I'm I'm going to be a Republican that's what my parents are but once I started to learn what Republic, I realized I'm, I don't follow those views. I don't want to be represented as that. And eventually, yeah, I, think I became a registered. To your own voice. You don't actually exactly. follow anyone else ever. Exactly. You know? That's why kids need to get educated on, you know, really to, to, the importance, you know, of it is to get this enlightenment. And this, you know, at first that we, we don't want to learn, but once we do, it's so enthralling and it's so, it's so important in order to, in order to really get an educated guess because so many people in the last election it was a youth evangelical vote they were being persuaded by their pastors by their priests really not knowing but, they, but being told you know oh this is what god believes or something so you know really just get get out there find out the facts whatever you choose if you're republican democratic independent green party whatever just find out what it is exactly you what you're voting you're voicing your opinion for and do voice your opinion. Well, give the website, Heather. Of course. If you want to hear all our rant and waves, find out some great cooking tips, see some karma clutches, or just pop in an email to us. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to check us out. Go to Stelladonna.com. That's www.ste. L-L-A-D-O-N-N-E dot com. And Heather is making these fabulous clutches, these karma clutches that everybody's going to want to have. Have one of these and be the first on your block, so make sure to contact contact us. You can email me, Cynthia, at star-style.com. Thank you. Stay tuned. We've got more to come. We're going to talk about getting into writing. Stay tuned. Dancing in Broadway show on the silver screen.